Okay. So today is Sunday's portion of Shlach. Most portions have various incidents and different concepts in them. This one is pretty focused on only one subject, which is the whole long incident of the sending of the spies, which we begin with in Sunday's portion. God spoke to Moses, saying, Send forth for yourself men, let them spy out the land of Canaan, that I give to the children of Israel, one man, each from his father's tribe, shall you send everyone a leader among them. So, the first thing Rashi focuses on is the juxtaposition here, that in the, the last event in the previous portion was the whole incident with Miriam and being stricken with Saras, the spiritual skin disease, because of how she had spoken concerning Moshe, her brother. And now we go into this whole portion of the spies, and the juxtaposition is because the spies should have learned from Miriam. Miriam had very holy intentions. I mean, she's a great, great person. She had very holy intentions, and she was coming from a true place of sincerity, and still she was wrong and suffered. And these spies also, if we look at it in the deepest way of explaining it, according to the Hasidic depth, they had very holy intentions also. They were very good people also. But they should have learned from Miriam that if you have very holy intentions, you just have to stick with Moses, with Moshe, with what he's doing and trust him and not mixing your own holy intentions because it's going to mess you up as it did. And the spies, of course, Miriam retained her complete righteousness and saintliness, but the spies caused tremendous destruction for the Jews and tremendous destruction for themselves because they did not learn what they should have learned from Miriam. It's very unusual how this verse is written because it says, Shlach lecha anashim. Send for you men instead of saying, send men. Why the for you? Rashi says it means by your own opinion, I'm not commanding you to do it, meaning God did not tell Moses, send spies. But God's telling Moses, if you want, do it. So where did this come from? This wasn't initiated by God, and it wasn't initiated by Moses. What happened here? So the Jewish people got cold feet, and they said, you know, maybe we should send out people to see what the land is really like. And Moses wasn't doing anything on his own, of course, so he consulted with God. And God didn't say no, and God didn't say yes. God said, do what you want. I told them it's a good land. I promised them this. If they're going to go and not believe me and check it out, there's going to be room for them to mess up, and these people aren't going to get the land in the end, which, of course, is what happened, because this generation, unfortunately, because of their sin here, got stuck in the desert another 39 years, and this generation didn't see the land. Their children did, but they didn't. So it's interesting. And again, there are many, many, many commentators explaining why didn't God just say no and, or what God is sort of saying, according to how Rashi is saying it here. Listen, you want to mess up? I'll give you room to mess up. Well, when Moses hears this, why doesn't he just say no? And all the different explanations on many, many, many levels on Moses' various intentions, all of them pure, all of them holy, all of them came from a good place, either understanding or not understanding the depth of evil, of potential damage that could happen in the situation, but definitely understanding it to a certain degree. And still, despite that feeling, the wisest move here was to send on the most simple level, if I don't send them, they'll really think there's something about them hiding from them, to higher and higher levels of explanation, but all of which, all of them in which God is saying, it's up to you, I'm not, I'm not making the choice here. The next verse, 
Moses sent them forth from the wilderness of Parham by the word of God. They were all distinguished men, heads of the children of Israel, were they? So by the word of God, meaning with his permission, because how could it say the word of God? We just clearly said that God's not sending them. God's saying, do what you want. So what does it mean by the word of God? It means he gave them permission. He didn't tell Moses, don't. And again, if you want to go to the deepest level of why didn't God just say don't, why is God making it open-ended is because ultimately that's what God wants, is for us to be partners with him in the process. Of course, it's tremendous value that he commands and we listen, but in a sense there's an even more tremendous value that he doesn't have to command, that we, using our own initiative, come to godliness. They were all distinguished men, because whenever it says the word anashim, that's a Hebrew word used here, it means people of importance, because at that time, even though later they would sin, at that time when they were sin, they were honorable. So when precisely did they mess up? So according to the Rebbe, they messed up right when they left the camp. Meaning even before they reached the land of Israel, which didn't take them that long, they were right by the border, they already in their heads had shifted from how Moses sent them to how they became, because Moses wasn't sending them as spies, per se. That, that's not the point here. It doesn't use the term miraglim in the verse, spies. We, we call them the miraglim, the spies. That was their self-appointed role. Moses sent them to gather information to tell us the best way to conquer this amazing land. Describe for us the land so we'll know the strategies of conquering it. But they, in their self-appointed mission, decided right when they left the camp, as they're walking to Israel, our goal here is to determine should the Jews go or not, which was never part of their mission statement. Moses didn't say, should we go or not? I mean, what's the question? God told us we're going, and it's a great land, and, and God gave it to us, and God told us to do this. There's no questions here. But you want to gather information, we should send spies, even though really we don't need this natural approach because we're going to win supernaturally, but okay. If we should follow the ways of nature, it's a strategic technique of classical warfare to gather information on how best to proceed. So we'll go for it. But they veered away from Moses. They veered away from their mission, and they became independent people. They decided they were spies. And they decided in their role as spies, we have to see if this is the place we should take or not. These are their names from the tribe of Reuven, Shamu ben Zakor, from the tribe of Shimon, Shaphat ben Hori, from the tribe of Yehuda, Kalei ben Yifuna, from the tribe of Yisachar, Yigal ben Yosef, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea ben Nun, from the tribe of Benyamin, Palti ben Rafu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel ben Sodi, from the tribe of Yosef, from Nash's tribe, Gadi ben Susi, from the tribe of Dun, Amiel ben Gamli, from the tribe of Asher, Susur ben Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nachbi ben Vasti, from the tribe of God, Geuel ben Machi. These are the names of the people that Moses sent to travel, to traverse the land. And Moses called Hoshea ben Nun, Yehoshua. So Rashi comments, why is he switching his name here? We just listed all the names and he was called Hoshea. Now we're calling him Yehoshua. So Moses is praying for him and said, Yehoshua, you symbolizes God. God, Hoshea means to save, God should save you from this plot of the spies. Meaning, even as Moses is sending them, and obviously Moses understood it was a dangerous mission. He's taking one man per tribe. So obviously he's working very, very hard 
to pick the best man for the job, the man that won't mess up, because he understood the impending mess up, but still he was nervous, so to speak. Still he understood that this was fraught with danger. So he's praying for Yeshua specifically to be saved from this. Now here's many, many commentators. I mean, there's lots and lots of commentary on this Rashi. Specifically, questions such as, here it says that Moses changed his name, but actually this is in Bamidbar earlier in Shmos. We already see him referred to as Yehoshua, so was the name changed here, was the name changed there. There's many different commentators that comment and explain various ideas. If this was so dangerous, then why didn't he pray for all the spies? Why is he just praying for Yehoshua? Many, many answers. Um, just give you one, for example. Some say that Moses understood that the spies, and they were still a bunch of spies, would determine that he wouldn't want the Jews to go into Israel, and they'd want them to stay in the desert, which, according to the deep Hasidic explanation, is because they understood that if they went to Israel, the Jewish people become peasants. Here they are in the desert, living a non-physical life, eating the mun, drinking water from the traveling godly well, living in the clouds, and completely focused on serving God and learning his Torah. They go into the land of Israel, they're going to become soldiers and then farmers. And they're going to lose this intense spirituality. Well, that's not good. Well, that's exactly what God wants. God wants us to live in a physical world and serve him in a physical world. So Moses, seeing this possible road, was thinking, you know, Yeshua, because of me, might want to join them. Because Yeshua knew, because already this happened in last week's portion, that I'm not going to go into the land and he's going to lead the people instead. So Yeshua, out of his tremendous love for me, might side with the Miraglim as a ploy of keeping the Jews in the desert and therefore keeping Moses alive and with the Jewish people leading them. So I'm going to cause this mess up. So therefore I have special need to prevent it. And many, many, many other reasons. Many commentators, many reasons given for all of these questions. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and he said to them, ascend here in the south and ascend the mountains. So Rashi says they specifically journeyed from the south because south was the inferior part of the land. And like all good merchants, Moses wanted them to first see the inferior aspect of the land and then see the superior parts of Israel so they'd be even more impressed. And this is the mission that Moses gave them. He's asking a number of questions, which again, all follow the strategic purpose. See the land, what is it, and the people that dwell in it, strong or weak, few or numerous. The writer says, the land, what is it? There's some lands which produce strong people. There's some lands which produce weak people. There's some lands which increase population. There's some lands which decrease population. Is it strong or weak? So Moses gave them a sign. They could determine who was strong or weak. And Moses said, if they live in unwalled cities, they're strong because they don't need the walls. If they live in fortified cities, they're weak. Now, it's interesting because we see later when the spies give the report, they report how strong the people are and how fortified are the cities, which seemingly is contradicting here Moses' sign. Because Moses says, check out the cities. If they're walled cities, that means they need fortification. That means, in essence, people aren't that strong because they need to live in fortified cities. But if they live in unwalled cities, whoa, then it's going to be much harder because they're such strong people, they don't need fortification. We see when the spies report back, they speak of the fortifications of the cities, but they also speak about how strong the people are. So 
So what's going on? So the explanation is that they saw some cities were fortified and some were unfortified. So the fact that they're unfortified cities shows us people are very strong. So why did some of them fortified cities? Maybe this is how their ancestors originally built the cities. They don't need the fortifications, but having it is like creates a double problem. Very strong people in very strongly fortified cities. The woe, as the spies wanted the Jews to feel, we're really in trouble. And how is the land? Is it fertile or is it lean? Are there trees in it or not? You shall strengthen yourself and take from the fruits of the land. The days were the days of the ripening of the grapes. So, is it open cities, unenclosed? And is it a good land? Is it land with springs and deep wells that are good and healthy? Are there trees? Trees could symbolize what you say, like, what do you mean are trees? Obviously, there's trees in the land. But the tree here actually is a concept of giving shade, meaning protection. Is there somebody righteous in the land who's protecting them in his merits? Obviously, it doesn't mean trees literally because Moses already instructed the spies to say if the land was fertile. If the land was fertile, there would be trees, and if there weren't trees, they could plant them. So the tree here is figurative for this man that's protecting them. It was the ripening of the grapes. It was the days when the grapes first mature in their ripening, which is relevant for later when we see that the spies cut that cluster of grapes, of course, the famous picture of eight people holding one cluster of grapes. That was how rich and productive and fertile was the land of Israel. And the point here being this when the grapes were first ripening, which is relevant either because we could say, wow, this wasn't even in their full ripening state. And look how glorious are these fruits. Or, wow, that's why Moses said be strong because since the grapes are first ripening now, they're really guarding their vineyards very well. It's not like the end of the season when, okay, we already took most of the harvest. Or it's not when the grapes aren't ripe at all, so nobody's paying any attention. This is exactly when the most guards are on the field and still strengthen yourself and take back some fruits to show up because Moses knew how amazing was the land of Israel. And therefore, the assumption is when the Jews see this amazing bounty, it will be show how clearly is the blessing of this tremendous land God is giving the Jewish people. 